one way that I conquered my gift that the man upstairs gave me was I decided to step outside of that comfort zone and do things that I would never, ever do. So when you sit there and you question yourself, think about stepping outside of your comfort zone. If I can do it, anybody can. Anybody that was a senior that played college football, that did anything special, they probably played in the senior bowl. So that's home for me, and I grew up watching that, but at home, I had my pops play football at Tulane. Broke a lot of records. I think he was in the top 10 in the Heisman voting uh, his senior year at Tulane. So grew up under him. Uh, he went to Philly, I think 89. Ended up tearing up his right toe and something else. Turf toe back then was a lot more complicated to come back from than it is today with surgeries and whatnot. So, no, nah, man, football was in my home. I grew up loving it. Been playing since I was four and uh, I never really stopped. That was my first love. And, you know, thankfully through God's grace, I've been able to continue to play. But uh, now nah, that fire was put in me a long, long time ago, man. They put a ball in my hands and I never looked back. That's dope. Yeah, I feel like football is such a generational thing. Like I was talking to a friend of ours, actually someone who's been on the podcast before, Doug, um, and he's, you know, very deep in the football scene. And like he was talking about it more from a mentorship perspective, just, you know, in terms of how like you see former players really like paying it forward to the younger generation and like you know serving as mentors and, and really kind of helping them along. And then I feel like, you know, family legacy for sure is also a big part of that. Just feels like football is something that really like becomes, you know, ingrained into tradition and ingrained into you know one generation passing the torch to the next generation in a really beautiful way yeah yeah no it's definitely especially i'll touch on the mentorship stuff after this but being from the state of alabama i'm sure everybody knows the crimson tire arbor tigers yeah that's what we do down here football and religion that's what every kid dreams of being we don't really produce a lot of you know nba talent we had demarcus cousins uh jason caffey that played with the bulls a super long time ago I mean, Eric Bledsoe is from Birmingham, but it, it's not too many basketball players that make it from here. But we mm -hmm. in Mobile, we put out the most NFL players per capita. 
last time I checked. So it ranges from, you know, Pat White was from Daphne. They have Captain Munderland who played forever. Uh, Keith McCants, who is one of my dad's former teammates, made a ton of money back in the day. I think he had the biggest contract for like an NFL linebacker at the time. So um, you grew up watching these guys and, you know, seeing them matriculate through, you know, high school, college and all in NFL. So it feels more tangible for us because they're right in our community and those are the same guys who tend to have football camps and give back. And uh, one interesting thing about my high school team, it was five of us my senior year that made it to the NFL. So um, with all of us, we're super tight and we have a camp for ourselves back in our hometown of Daphne, but they have Jaquaski Tart, Darius Phylon, Jimmy Ward. They all are from Mobile and they have their own camps. It's super important for us to not only achieve these things and do great things for our families, but it's also, for me, it's more important to put that back into the community. Even if kids don't choose to play football, they just know that, you know, I was a kid just where you are when Pat White came and talked to me and they let me know it was okay to dream and chase it. So I'm super big in the community service and super big in the, you know, having camps and just getting kids involved and active and letting them know that whatever they want to achieve, man, it's out there for the taking. You got to have faith and a great work ethic. Yeah. And I think that sometimes that work ethic is something that a lot of people miss out on. They, they have a lot of dreams and hopes, but forget the grind that, that comes along with it. What was that point in which you realized like, Hey, this, this whole NFL thing, this could, this is actually a reality or, or it could be. My pops will tell you, he knew pretty early. I've always, I'm a nose guard, man. I'm mm-hmm. six foot three, 40 something. So I've always been bigger than all the kids my age. Yeah. <laughs> to the point. So I think I went out there for, I had to play with the six shows. Wow. And that, uh, just because I was just, you know, naturally a big kid and they had a weight limit. So at that moment, they knew I was, you know, probably overgrown for my size. But no, nah, I've always done pretty well, man. I've excelled in other sports, but, uh, football just came very, very naturally for me. And, um, for me, also, it was never hard for me because it was my passion to make necessary sacrifices. So mm-hmm. even like, you know, high school kids get a week off from spring break. I would always, I started tradition. I gave my first four days of spring break to my trainer. And um, we just grind and kept working and kept working. I continued that tradition in college. And, uh, you know, first thing I do before I do anything in the off season, I go see my trainer and we put in those four days. So um, I would say I really, really started to hit my stride probably my 10th grade year. I think they start you off in junior varsity, and that was just like a breeze. Played in a few varsity games, ended up messing up my ankle. But by the time I hit the field 11th grade, it was like a walk in the park. So, you know, that put it, the major colleges on notice, like, oh, this kid can play. Uh, my senior year, I won MVP of the state championship game, uh, defensive player of the year, all that good stuff. So you could just see it, the matriculation, and then you go to college and you freshman all the conference and all that stuff and like I said man for me it was more so about being willing to make those necessary sacrifices to make sure that I felt like I was on track to be where I wanted to be so it was never a point where my dad had to push me and say if this is your dream you need to do more Mm -hmm. Uh, it was more so this is what drives me this is I feel like this is what I've been put on this earth to do in some capacity and we're going to maximize it and if if I make it I make it if I don't I don't but it won't be for a lack of trying if you will. I mean, I told my parents a long time ago that this is what I want to do. And I don't really think they've been surprised, but they've been, yeah, I think they've been pleasantly surprised how well I've done. But I think if you ask them, did they have any doubt outside of any injuries or anything unforeseen, they would probably, uh, they would probably say, I am where, where they thought I would be. That's, that's a beautiful, beautiful feeling. 
Beautiful, man. That's it. That's exactly the word that came to mind. I also feel like this is a good time to pause real quick, do some introductions. I mean, we talked about the NFL. We talked about your parents. We still haven't gotten your name out there. So uh, <laughs> so real quick, let's pause. Welcome everybody back to the communal podcast. You free. You got a Zim on the mic. You got Erica's in the line as always. And who are we speaking with today? Michael Pierce of the Minnesota Vikings. Welcome, man. And and I'm curious, you know, building off what you were saying earlier, you know, in terms of some of the necessary sacrifices, it's like there's the sacrifices that come with grinding to attain a certain level of success. But then there's mm-hmm. also the sacrifices that come once you have reached that level of success. So, you know, you talk about winning awards and like, you know, being on the radar, like with that also comes you know, more potentially like more, you know, negative energy being thrown in your direction, whether it's from a lot of it coming from folks on the outside, but just, you know, people who are criticizing or people who, you know, maybe kind of start to look at you in different ways who you came up with because you have a certain level of success, things like that. I mean, these are all stereotypical ways that this can play out. So I don't know if these are are true to you, but I'd just be curious to hear, you know, like once, you know, the NFL was something that seemed like it could be a reality, you know, how does that change the type of relationships that you're able to foster or, or, has it been, you know, a, a transition you've been able to manage pretty easily? I mean, I would say probably if you're honest, if most professional athletes are honest, you have an inner circle, but you also have like friends that you're, you're also close with that aren't necessarily your top three, top five guys, you know, whether it be male or female, depends on the person. But um, obviously they're, they're going to be detractors. They're going to be people who feel like they've been left out of your journey, you know, for lack of a better term. But, you know, it's like with anything else, brother, if I identify with a certain group of people because they're driven and they want better for them for their lives, whether it be sports, whether it be air and finance, whether they be tech, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Those people who are like minded, who are, have the same drive, tend to stay together. So whether you're a professional athlete or you're just a very hungry, driven person, you're going to tend to, you know, grow apart from people who find stagnant, a uh, stagnant lifestyle more appealing. You know, like I said, I love each and every one of my friends and I've I've done a better job this year of meeting people where they are. But also, you know, with me not only wanting to play football, but do things in the corporate world and do things for my hometown. I don't have enough time to sit down in my hometown all the time and just hang out. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's there's an agenda that must be accomplished. I think I've been pretty clear about that my whole life. But like I said, I've lost some friends and lost some friendships that meant a lot to me. Trying to heal those things takes a lot of time. But um, if we are, if we are completely honest, like I said, my inner circle hasn't changed. I love them boys like they're my brothers, but they're also very driven people in the field that they are, um, that they're in. So negative energy, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you are, you know, wherever you work at Publix and, you know, strive to be Mm -hmm. a manager. And if your best friend is okay with their nine to five and they don't push you to do anything else, I would urge them to evaluate that friendship. You keep your goals in mind and you keep those people who will hold you accountable close to you because they want the best for you. And, you know, that's where you grow the most. So, you know, me turning 28 this past year, um, that's something I've tried to be more mindful of just going forward. But like I said, when I have the high school reunion, I'm going to be loving on everybody. Like I I haven't seen him in a long time, but if I have, it's going to be all love like it was in 2011, brother. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, and that's dope how you said that, um, that how you continuously just surround yourself with like-minded individuals on the sense of like a grind, you know, like yeah. the people who do have those similar goals and missions to go out there and create a better life for them, to be able to put their input 
in the world in a more powerful way. I just turned 28 um, not too long ago as well. And that's also been part of the the general reflections that I've been thinking of. Because we, we, we've heard that phrase growing up, like you're going to be the average of the, the five closest people that you hang out with. So it's like that can either be a, a very scary feeling to have in the back of the mind or also an empowering one if you are more intentional about the types of conversations you have and, and sort of like the, the habits that you're managing around around your peers. Exactly. Yeah, that's real. I mean, I feel like the the challenge sometimes can be with like, I don't know, just the noise, the outside noise. Like, I think the way you put it as far as having the inner circle and then like the people out, it's just like so, so often when you're focusing on a dream, the outside noise, it can be deafening once you start to even listen to a little bit of it, you know? Or like, even the distractions, happy. general distractions as your own mission. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, you have to choose at a certain point, like, am I putting my energy you have to be really intentional with how, I mean, we always talk about intentional on this podcast, but it's like, that's really what it comes down to is just, you know, is this worth the time? Is this worth the energy that I'm putting into it? Um, like, I like what you said about the agenda, right? It is sort of like, you know, if you're moving with a mission in mind, as opposed to just sort of like, you know, a checklist of goals or things that you want to get or achieve, you know, that's different. But if you really have like, I'm stepping into who I'm supposed to be and, you know, with the drive of like fulfilling what I was meant to do on earth. Like that's a different type of movement that you're really able to walk forward with. Right. Right. And you, you hit it in the nail on the head, man. Intentionality. And that's something that I, I'm more recently learning that not only applies in my, my business life. So love life, dating interests, all that stuff. When you move with intentionality, your results tend to be a lot better. You tend to deal with a lot less negative energy. Or, or BS for lack of a better term. So you hit the nail on the head, man. Those decisions are hard and everybody has their shortcomings. So I, I make sure I mention that when I'm, when I mentor kids who, you know, want to play in the NFL or even the college kids who are pretty certain they have an NFL future. I said, like, man, look, this road, I signed a big contract. I have a nice home. My family's taken care of, but this road was nowhere near smooth. So those things and being open about that and being open on how you redirect yourself when you do get off, you know, off track. My favorite athlete was Kobe Bryant growing up yeah, uh, just because of how he not only, you know, worked to be better than Michael Jordan, whether people feel like he was or wasn't another conversation for another day. But the Mamba mentality applied to every area of his life. And, you know, one thing I loved about his interview, you can see the intentionality in which he moved with his family, with his daughters and starting his own AAU thing and putting them out there and writing children's books and all this stuff. Like dude was super, super an amazing athlete, but more so a better person as far as, you know, not only having those keys to success, but putting them in ways that super, super smart people don't always know how to relate to the general public, if you will. So I was very appreciative of how he moved and literally learning how to do different stuff through some of his interviews and, you know, just being exposed to different things. So um, I obviously share that being intentional is, is a super key for me now, especially because we are older and, you know, I, I tend to find I have less time to waste my time on fruitless experiences, but also letting kids know that my path was nowhere near the straightest of all things. And yes, I'm very super driven. I'm, I, I do have a laser focus at times, but those pitfalls hit just like anything else, man. And you definitely seem like a person that, that's created a routine, especially if you speak about mama mentality, a lot of that has to do with the systems at play in order to mm -hmm. be able to utilize that other mental capacity to do other things. So what was it like when the, when the world essentially stopped and things weren't typically functioning um, as it did on a day-to-day -day basis? Like how were you able to adjust and sort of get over those road bumps? Yeah, 
yeah, that was a very chaotic time in my life. So uh, before the world shut down, NFL free agency kicks off like March. So mm-hmm. before right before COVID hit, I was in the middle of purchasing the home I have now. And um, because COVID hit, the NFL wasn't sure that they were going to even have a season up until late summer. So my house was on hold, you know, because of the bank and the loans and all this different stuff. They wouldn't be able to guarantee I'll have a contract and all this other stuff. Me and my girlfriend at the time were staying at my parents' house in Mobile because the place I chose to train at on the beach kicked everyone out outside of owners. Mm-hmm. So uh, those those condos were no longer available to renters. So, yeah, my life was honestly a, uh, oof, let's see, let's find a good word here. My life was in shambles, if you will, at that time. At the start, man, it, it was very, very, uh, it was very, very troubling. A young man who has, you know, a lot of money, money did not mean anything at that time to me or to the bank or to the people who, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, were supposed to let me have my house and wait full five, six months before I got in it. It was more so about economic stability as a country entirely so you know once i grasped that and realized there's nothing you can do but be still pray follow your daily routine and focus in on something else until everything can play out i had a rough two or three weeks after that condo got closed down i'm not gonna lie to you so um it was interesting but i also got to learn 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 so much stuff once i got over myself got over the situation and focused my energy on different things obviously you know they had to unfortunate you know george floyd situation and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff but that was a time for me to take those things in and think deeply about what has plagued our communities as minorities but also how i can do things to you know shift some of those things and use my influence for good and make an effect wherever however small it is however large it is only god will know but at that point it was my time to really sit down and hone in on what can i do to help educate help progress our people as a whole. So that was, the, it was super good to me. I got turned on to Killer Mike and all the stuff he was doing mm-hmm. um, about the, the circulation of the dollar in the black community and all that stuff. So I like to believe it was an awakening for a lot of us. But uh, for me personally, that was a very trying time. But I would say, bro, that's where the most growth came for me as far as me being an adult and taking accountability for the things that I've done and I'm doing in my life. That's real. I also think that speaks a lot to, you know, I mean, you mentioned Kobe earlier and I was thinking a lot about just the idea of growth and evolution in general and how, I mean, Kobe's a great example of, I mean, unfortunately, obviously, rest in peace, we, we weren't able right. to see it come to full fruition, you know, his post um, basketball, you know, aspirations. But at the same time, like, he was someone who very seamlessly was transitioning from what he was doing on the court to the impact he was going to make off the court. But even on like a smaller, you know, smaller scale, you talk about like free agency, right? Like switching teams and like all of the, there's just so many opportunities you know, in terms of a change in environment or a change in circumstances that if you learn from them, you know, then you're able to continue evolving, becoming more multifaceted and really expanding like who you are as a person and how the the time that you spend on this earth can influence other people. It's like you can have an impact. I mean, Kobe, for instance, like he was writing children's books, like, you know, someone who who didn't wasn't engaged in, into basketball at all could potentially have had their kid's life changed by a book that Kobe you know, wrote. Like it's it's like the impact really can expand to a whole different aspect of humanity. The more that we learn, the more that we grow and the more that we expand, you know, how how we're trying to make an impact while we're here. Indeed. Indeed. Post the world opening back up, what would you say that you're, of course, you just turned 2018. A lot of people were would ask me like, hey, like, what do you expect 
to do different this year? You know, like now that you're 28, like how, like, what do you, what do you expect to change? And one of the things that I would tell them is like, I plan on just doing everything I was doing previously, but better. More you know, exactly. More efficient, moving with more intention, just making sure that I'm being not only honest to other people, but most importantly, honest with myself with all of my actions. So how would you then, um, look at, or frame this year in that sense too, just sort of goals and metrics that you have for yourself. Mm -hmm. So this past year has been an odd one for me. So I don't know if you guys know, but a lot of people do. They, uh, they had a couple articles published. I sat out this year, so I had asthma since I was a child. So it's the first time I missed a season since I was four. And uh, me, you know, having this much free time from the months of August until now, has produced a lot, a lot of good. So um, for me, it was more so about identifying things in areas that I haven't touched in my life that I've always been curious about. So mm-hmm. me trying to play the piano and learning how to play the piano, um, me getting into different genres of music, me reading books and different things about different things that interest me that I don't normally have time or care enough to spend my free time doing. But um, no, this year has been great, bro. I've... Uh, we're in the middle of starting a family foundation that's going to do a lot of good things in the community I grew up in, obviously some of the cities I play in uh, with the Vikings and even in Baltimore. So uh, that that's something that I've identified that I needed to get done before I went back to football. Um, starting a real estate business with my family, leaving my parents a legacy and letting them know that, you know, I have a younger brother, but we don't have any kids at this moment. But the things that y'all instilled in us and these are the things that I've read and I've learned about how people in different communities build wealth throughout mm-hmm. not only their lifetimes, but they pass a lot of things down to their children. And, you know, people have trust who have a lot of money and they understand how to minimize tax risk and all this other stuff. So I could go on and on, to be honest with you, because I've literally grown so much personally in this year and this past year. So um, obviously it's about doing the things in football, you know, that I'm accustomed to doing and doing those better and more efficiently. Uh, sticking to that routine, but also for me off the field, my off seasons are filled with more purposeful things versus, you know, just luxury vacations and hanging out with my friends and lifting weights every day. There's a purpose <laughs> behind you know, That's right. my free time now. So Monday through Thursday, I have a foundation that needs my attention. I will see you on Friday or we can have dinner. You know what I'm saying? But you can't sit down and watch TV and hang out all day till it's time to work out. So, um, yeah, taking on those different responsibilities learning and making those connections through, you know, different avenues and valuing more. So, you know, quality time you spend with people who have foundations or that can teach you a lot of different things about life and successful people, you know, I tend to find once they figure out you're serious about certain things, we'll, we'll spend more time with you. And um that's one thing I've been doing is just building connections that I necessarily wouldn't have touched, you know, the year before. I was so focused on football, getting into different banking things, different strategies like that, investing. Handshakes with a lot of different foundations who do things in different communities will go a long, long way in making my life easier and, uh, you know, my family's life easier. So, yeah, just valuing relationships, making new ones, trying to bring our community up. But we got to do it in a way that, you know, it's a it's a team of people and not one person. So people don't get burnt out. You know what I'm saying? That's where a lot of my focus is on. Like I said, before this year, um, it was unfortunately filled with a lot of football and a lot of things, you know. Young people things. I want to go here. I want to go there. But, you know, those things are nice and dandy. And while we're working and, you know, I'm still young, I can go to Dubai another time. But, That's you know, so the true. time is, is it's about, you know, building up our communities and 
maximizing this uh, window I have left for football. So that's pretty much what I got going on, man. That's real. One thing that you've mentioned a few times, I mean, you talked about religion and football, right? And like, I know you've mentioned prayer and, and faith. And like, you know, for me, that's something that as I try to make sure that I'm aligned while also exploring and like tapping into new areas, you know, of myself and of my passion that I haven't, you know, I, I tend to lean on faith, my, my spiritual beliefs and my religious beliefs, you mm-hmm. know, to make sure that I'm continuing to move and that like all of the new, you know, like making sure that the new areas that I'm stepping are really aligned with that agenda, with that purpose, you know, like we talked about earlier and you know so it's it's dope to hear you you know that that's a a foundational aspect of your um of how you're moving and and i'd love to hear kind of more about the role that that's played you know coming up as well as like you know now moving forward with where you're at now and, and expanding beyond football as you as you mentioned yeah yeah for sure so um Growing up, my dad is a pastor. Um, that is not his nine to five. He's over uh, Mobile Housing Authority. He manages all public housing, all land that is owned by the city. But um, my dad is a pastor. My home church is called New Life Ministries. So that's down in Mobile, Alabama. So ever since I can remember, I've been ingrained in the doctrine. I've been in church. Um, as you get older, at least for me, faith became more and more more prevalent in my life. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that has its low points as well. But um for me, it, it was something that's just ingrained in me, like football, man. I, I knew that without my religious beliefs, without what I believe Jesus has done in my life, without all this stuff going on and without me having an alignment, like you said, on, you know, you put me, God put me on this earth to play football, but he also put me on this earth to spread the gospel. So um, with all that stuff being in line, I feel I find more balance in my life and I don't feel so topsy-turvy and I always, you know, have something to lean on because, you know, you can call your mom and, and cry and all this stuff and, you know, she can soothe you. But like I said, for me, if there's a void in my life that somebody can't feel, I know who can type thing. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's where I'm at with it. And like I said, I've become more outward with it. I've, I've spoken at an organization called Ransom that I support uh, that started in my school, student, rat, student athlete ministry. And um, it's a form of giving back for me, just like everything else in my life. So, um, one thing I do, I found very interesting. I got invited to a trip to Israel, say 2018, 2019, one or two, with a whole bunch of like former and current NFL players who were, you know, very, very uh, into faith. And one thing I find about, you know, about a lot of whatever religion, people tend not to be open minded. So um, for me, it was a very, very open experience. I learned so much about, you know, what's going on in Israel. Obviously, there's a ton of a Muslim community there that's very prevalent. They also have a Jewish community there that's very prevalent. And um, for me to sit down and learn, you know, the base beliefs and why they do this and why they do that and what Shabbat dinner means to them and the Sabbath being a day of rest and not touching any electronics and all those stuff. I feel like you can find a lot of commonalities in certain things, but you can also find a lot of things that just lead you to peace. So for mm-hmm. me, I, I haven't done it as of yet, but staying away from electronics on a Sunday and just focusing and enjoying your family could be an amazing thing. You don't always have to sit down and watch TV mindlessly for eight, nine hours just because Sunday nobody has anything to do. So um, like I said, man, my faith has been prevalent in me and my success. I, I attribute everything I own and have done to God, but it's also been about, you know, me learning and making connections with people of different faiths and just learning and being open-minded to hear what they have to say. It's like anything else, uh, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, it, sh- it should be a necessity for you to understand where each party is coming from. That's why they have debates. That's why they have all these things to compare and contrast what is going on on either side. So 
I look at it like that. You know, I don't always compromise my views on anything, but it's for me, information can't hurt me at all. I actually seek information to understand where people are coming from and, you know, why they do some things that they do, why they believe some things they believe. And I think that makes my friendships better. It makes me as a person better because I take the time to understand and meet people where they are. So for me, faith is, is everything. Uh, I, it's been ingrained in me. And when I have children, it'll, it'll do the same for them. But I, like I said, I attribute everything I've ever accomplished and will accomplish to, you know, God just having his hand on my life and keeping me from self-destruction and, you know, all kind of distractions and all that stuff that unfortunately that happens to everybody in this world to some extent. Yeah. And then one thing too, is like, even though people may have their differences, there is something that's going to tie us together. And I, and I know you mentioned peace and like, even when Zim and I, as we've been doing this podcast for the past few years, like even with these conversations, we do realize that there are those elements of humanity that, um, when you get rid of all the media distractions, when you get rid of all the even social distractions, there's just certain fundamental things that all of us as humans want, that, that sense of peace of mind, you know what I mean? That care for others, if we can, at given times, and just wanting, I hope, just to leave a legacy in the world in a better place. So information is always going to be key, and really just figuring out ways we can just tap into the humanity that, that connects us all. Most definitely. That's real. Well, how um to you know I know off season is the is the vibe right now. So how are you you know getting ready? Like what's sort of the what's the day to day looking like as you get ready for next season? Yeah, man, no, it's, it's been full fledged and swing. So uh, I've been blessed, you know, have a contract and do some things. I have a chef who cooks my meals three times a day, about six days a week. So stay on meal prep year year round now. Um, you eat the most organic or wholesome food you can find mm -hmm. that's always been in play for me but no nah, man we just grinding i work out from probably like 11 to 115 every day and then uh you know as the time peels back and we get close to the season i'll start to pick up boxing here in about two weeks uh just as like a second workout two days a week so um we in full grind mode like i said i missed the season so I'm, I'm very anxious. I've been working out year round. I got into CrossFit because I was bored. So uh, <laughs> I did that stuff for probably like two months in December and January until all the NFL guys came back to our home gym. So now, nah, man, I've just been looking for stuff to pick up. Boxing has always been fun for me. I would probably never step in the ring and let somebody swing at my face. But uh, the practice of it, the discipline of it is, is awesome. Mike Tyson is one of my favorite athletes, too. So. Yeah, man, nah, I've just been in full swing, uh, do yoga on the weekends, Peloton, all that stuff. I got an infrared sauna in my garage. So I've just been trying to, you know, reach every avenue of making me a, holistically a better player in person. That wasn't, you know, I, I tend to get by. I probably say my first three or four years, I got by on athletic ability and knowledge of the game. But, you know, as you get older, you learn those veteran tricks about, you know, meal prep every day and, yoga and Pilates and all this different stuff that most people don't tend to think about. And um, I met Russell Wilson in person two or three times uh, at, a, at a conference. And dude is just super, super dialed into his body. He knows what he can take in. He can't take in. Super regimented about his workout routine, even when he's on. I think dude said he trains. He brings his train on vacation. I have not gotten to that point in my life. I, I enjoy <laughs> my vacation and my Muay Thais and my, my tequila and Sprite. So uh, outside of that, you know what I'm saying? I get it in, bro. We're getting it in. We in full fresh grind mode. This summer is going to be a big one for me. And uh, just being in the best shape of my life. And, you know, obviously having balance in my personal life so I can just, for those six months, I can just give everything I got to that sport. Yeah, yeah, I get it.